This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 109. Can you control the uncontrollable? Hi there, and welcome to session number 109 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world and the wonderful artists that I've met along the way who also share their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I have to start by giving a shout out to Paul D. Johnson, who left me a five-star rating on iTunes, and he says this for the title, he wrote, Such an Innovative Concept. And he says, as a former musical theater singer and dancer, Many years as a varied business entrepreneur, and now as host of the God's Own Show podcast, I so much love this eclectic mixture of great content that leads to wisdom and action. Thank you so much, Paul, for the kind review. I really appreciate it. On to our show in our Step to Success segment coming up, Inspire, Encourage, and Equip. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, Walk Back to Walk Forward. In our Freestyle Flow segment, Netflix and Priorities. And in our feature presentation, Can You Control the Uncontrollable? Thank you again for joining me. Hi, this is Sarah Rodenhouse, Co-Artistic Director of Mashup Contemporary Dance Company, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Today's step is an idea, and it is my new private Facebook group called the Dancepreneuring Collective. And you can find the link in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 109. You can also go to Facebook and search the Dancepreneuring Collective and send me a request to invite you if you're interested in joining the group. I feel it's a great place to continue our conversation beyond the podcast, and I would love to know how it is best that I can help you. And I say in the video when I posted this that I am not a fan of being added to Facebook groups without my consent. I've been added to some interesting groups that I had no idea that I had interest in. (laughs) So I want to be courteous and respectful. So unless you actually tell me I want to be added, add me, send me a private message, whatever way you want to contact me to be added to the group, that's when I will add you. Otherwise, I will not randomly add you just to add you to the group. For me, it's not about how many people can get into the group. It's about how well I can engage with the people that actually want to be there and how I can best help them. So I would love it for you to join me. And if you don't want to join me, that's perfectly fine as well. But I want to extend that invitation to join my new private Facebook group called the Dancepreneuring Collective. I hope to see you there. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlation in your life and in your business. Today's word is Valdez, and I've linked a short video in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 109. Very quick. Basically, you are sitting on the ground and then you reach back and do a back walk over on one hand to two. 
That's basically what it is. You might know what it is already. I didn't know it was called a Valdez until I did it. I didn't actually do it. I attempted to do it because I did not have the body strength back then to support my weight. And I didn't know the sequencing. It was in a contemporary class and it was thrown into the choreography, but not broken down very well. And I thought, you know, we could get hurt doing this. And I come to find out later that it's not one of those things that you throw in unless you know for sure that the dancers can handle it. And it's a step that I'm still working on. I'm still working on building up my upper body strength for different things. And it got me thinking about processes and sequence and how important it is in some things to follow in order, a progress, a process, a sequence. For example, in dance, specifically ballet, there's a sequence of the exercises and the strength building that it requires in your body to get to point, if that's your goal, to dance on point. And could you go into ballet the first month, the first week, and get on point shoes? That's possible. I wouldn't recommend it, and your teacher probably wouldn't recommend it either. So, Getting thrown into a class, no, I wouldn't say getting thrown in. I chose the class. I didn't get thrown in there. (laughs) It was my choice to take the class. But the step of the Valdez got thrown in there and I did not execute it. And I thought, oh gosh, I I don't want to get hurt. So with the Valdez or anything that you are working on doing, see if there is a process that you can follow, a progress that you can follow still pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And that way you can make the progress and get the results that you want. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? The conversations that happen in coffee places. Sometimes you can't ignore them, right? Especially when they're right in front of you, when you're standing in line waiting to order. That is what happened to me. It happens to me quite a bit. (laughs) Anyway, I was working remotely as I normally do, and I overheard the barista telling the customer in front of me, how much Netflix he needed to catch up on. And that was a priority to him. And that's fine. That's his priority. I found it interesting, though, when thinking about how limited our attention spans are with everything that's thrown at us and being overwhelmed by all the information. Yet at the same time, we have the choice to focus on what it is we want to focus on. And in this case, it was Netflix. Of course, it's entertainment and it's capturing your attention for a long period of time and draws you in because the stories are interesting, right? So you're choosing to be invested in that. And so if you're invested in something and focused on something, you're going to be able to have your attention on it much longer. I feel that way with dance class. That's pretty obvious, right? (laughs) And then there are other things where I'm not so focused and doesn't keep my attention. Like, uh, let's see, football. Sorry, football fans. I'm I'm just not. It's just not my thing. (laughs) But maybe I can find something dance related in that, right? Anyway, so Netflix priorities. Assess them. See what it is that holds your attention. See what it is that you need to pay more attention to. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Force majeure. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it means superior or irresistible force. I'm going to read what it says in addition to that. Force majeure translates literally from French as superior force. In English, the term is often used in line with its literal French meaning, but it has other uses as well, including one that has roots in a principle of French law. 
In business circles, force majeure describes those uncontrollable events such as war, labor stoppages, or extreme weather that are not the fault of any party and that make it difficult or impossible to carry out normal business. A company may insert a force majeure clause into a contract to absolve itself from liability in the event it cannot fulfill the terms of a contract, or if attempting to do so will result in loss or damage of goods for reasons beyond its control. So force majeure was the fourth of the four performances that I saw at the Odyssey Theater in Los Angeles for the Dance of the Odyssey series, which was such a success that they're bringing it back next year. So I'm looking forward to that. This one, the demographic was varied again, just just as it was on the other three. This one drew the biggest crowd. And I think partially because it wasn't raining so much like on the other ones. So I wanted to comment a little bit about it and what it got me thinking about controlling the uncontrollable. This production had several different numbers and the focuses to me that I felt were communicated were keeping up appearances and conformity and influence. Also the act of surrendering and keeping things simple. One of the numbers that I really enjoyed, there were four dancers, I believe, and they were all in white attire and it almost looked like tennis outfits. And there weren't any props, there weren't any kind of fancy gadgets or anything. It was just them and the dance and the music. And I really enjoyed it. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the kind of, oh, the music, the music and the way they were moving reminded me of something that Devo would do. The group Devo from the 80s would do in one of their videos. So I think I might need to link Devo's in case you don't know what it is. And some of you probably not even born during the time that they were popular. So I will go ahead and link that. So force majeure, the meaning of it being superior or irresistible force, and then talking about it in the definition about circumstances beyond our control, got me thinking about how do you control the uncontrollable? Well, you can't, you can't control the uncontrollable. But what you can control is your response to the uncontrollable, you can control your response in instances where they're out of your hands. So for example, with your presence, as in P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, your presence, uh, your being, you can put a lot of attention into how you show up, whether it's physical or internal, the kind of traits in your personality that make you who you are. And you can control that. You can feel great about who you are, which you should because you you have all the goodness in you. So I'm all about that. However, no matter how good you are inside, no matter how much of a best foot forward that you put in, whether it's an interview or meeting a new person or getting up to speak in front of people, that might all be in place in order. The best thing, you've done all the things that you could so that your best self shows up and there are going to be people that don't like it and that won't resonate with you and you need to be okay with that. So can you control what it is inside of you and the things that you do to put your best foot forward? Yes, but you can't control how people are going to perceive it and no matter how hard you try, there are going to be people that don't like you and you need to be okay with that. I'm definitely speaking to myself because this is something that I've had to deal with <laughs> for a long time, trying to please everyone, trying to figure out, okay, why don't they like me? I've tried all these things. And it took me back to high school. And I will not name this person because, well, the likelihood of her listening to the show is very, very, very low. However, 
I, it's probably best that I that she rename, remain nameless. No matter what I did, no matter how nice I was to her, her, no matter I couldn't do anything to please her. She was very mean to me in front of other people, and yet she was very nice to other people around me. And it really affected me. I I was always questioning what is wrong with me. I'm so nice to her, and I don't. I really try to be away with her and everything I've tried has not worked. And she still yells in my face and calls me mean names and barks at me. And so now I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's past, right? But I'm okay with the fact that no matter how I put my best foot forward, there are going to be people that don't relate and don't resonate. And that that that's fine. And you should be that same way too and not belittle yourself and uh, not think that there's something wrong with you because other people don't appreciate who you are. Number two... Can you control what others say about you? This goes back to number one. No, you can't, but you can control your self-talk. You can control what you tell yourself, that you're awesome and that you got this and that no matter what happens, yeah, the circumstances might be kind of unideal, but your perspective on them can be ideal. You can think the best of them. Yes, acknowledging that they're there, but you don't have to stay there. I've talked about this so much. <laughs> I talk about it a lot, right? It's so important. Number three, you can't control how others treat you. This all is related, right? As I'm talking about this, but you can control how you treat others. I tried to be nice to this person. I did my best and and really tried to focus on the good and really work on treating others with respect and kindness but I can't control how they're going to treat me and I shouldn't have that predicate how I'm going to treat them. So you can control how you treat others, even though you can't control how they treat you back. You can also control what you do in the 24 hours that you're allotted in a day. You can't control the amount of 24 hours that were allotted in a day, but you can control what you do in those 24 hours, what you spend your time on. Obviously, there are obligations with family and work and your business and different projects. However, you can control how you spend that time. Are you going to spend it with a positive attitude? Are you going to look for the good in the things that maybe you don't like to do? I'm talking to myself again. <laughs> there are things I do that I don't like to do still, but I have to constantly remind myself of the good that is within that certain activity and that certain process. So no, you can't control the amount of time you have, but yes, you can control how you spend that time and how you focus on that time. And with all of this, can you control your perspective? Yes, you can't control the circumstances, but you can control your perspective on the circumstances. So it all comes down to perspective, right? How we see things, how we talk to ourselves, how we perceive others, but still decide, but still decide to treat them with respect and kindness because simply because of who they are, because they are a human. So can you control the uncontrollable? No, but you can control your perspectives in the uncontrollable. This session was a bit difficult to record as I was talking about everything in the feature presentation and being bombarded with the things that <laughs> I couldn't control and then thinking I'm talking about this stuff and I need to implement this stuff as I'm going through it right at this moment during this recording. Thank you for joining me. If you found this podcast helpful, I would really appreciate if you went to iTunes, Stitcher Radio or Google Play and rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. That way I can continue improving it and also give you a shout out on a future session of the dancepreneuring studio until next time i pray that you have an exceptional week 
and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.